Testing, 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 do you read? We in here! It's time for the Midday Man of Sports Podcast. We in here! You <laughs> thought it was my fault. Zach's... It was actually your fault, right? That's what I'm getting at. It's it's your fault. Last week, you were right. This week, you're wrong. Pretty much, yeah. Because, okay. I mean, this this microphone, just, I had the, vial, the volume dial off on it. It's a little dial, and you, you're scrambling to try and get this stuff done. And, I mean, I, I, ju- I just simply turned it on. I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, I, there's a knob. Duh. Oh no! This is what I get to work with people. I work yeah, with this all year round. I know. I stopped you. Sh- I stopped you short of taking apart your computer. <laughs> yeah, literally, because I thought it was my fault, and I'm like, and I disconnected the internet. I was I was actually using my Raycon wireless earbuds as well, so I literally thought it was my fault. But nope, it's Noah's. So <sighs> what are we gonna do with you, Noah? I don't I, know. I feel sometimes. Must be a Red Sox and Giants fan. Must be very difficult for you. It's a it's a love hate struggle with Boston and New York. Yeah, I don't understand that. Anyways, it is episode fifteen of the Midday Madness Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening. It's Eric Miller alongside Noah Kegler. Um, we now know who's in the Super Bowl. We didn't get to do an episode last week due to uh, unforeseen circumstances, but that was then. We now know who is going to be representing the AFC. We now know who's going to be representing the NFC, so we'll talk about that. Um, Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders, to the Jets. We'll talk about that as well. Um, now, all of a sudden, who is going to be – is Kyrie Irving going to help the Mavs, or is it going to explode and self-destruct within the next uh, few minutes after that? happened and uh yeah and a few other things that have happened in the sports world as well and but it's been a little bit noah so how are you today uh well i'm all right and despite the fact that i have to spend another year watching the eagles play in the super bowl i mean i i could be doing worse so i mean i think uh it's gonna be an interesting weekend but i'm all right how about yourself eric How's uh, you know, parenting life? It is difficult. We are trying a new uh, uh, sleep schedule for him, but it's actually going pretty well. So that is good. Uh, we started this over this past weekend. He is now four months old. So we're trying to let him sleep through the night. It's been difficult, but I've, we've heard the first four nights or so is the most difficult part. The first night was really good. I like they tell you not to go in, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to go in. I don't want to disturb my son. But <laughs> so that was easy enough for me. My wife actually had to leave for a little bit to go <laughs> into a different house at a friend's house or something, just because she, I, we knew that she couldn't do it. So it was me and her brother and a friend of his. We were in the living room. We're like, so uh, hey, let's go on, just talk, and then. Uh, the very next night we did it again and 
she had to leave again. It was me and her brother and the same friend again. So we were we watched the movie, and the second night, like the first night, we realized he cried forty minutes straight, right, and then fell asleep for an hour and a half. Woke up, like cried, I think, for fifteen more minutes, and then went back to sleep. Oh, and I'm like, but he went back to sleep and he slept too. So that was good. The last night he ended up actually sleeping for about, I think he's, he cried for the first half hour, went to sleep right away. And then didn't wake up for another two hours. And then felt like soothed himself back to sleep for five minutes. And that was it. So I think it's gradually getting better. And he's so used to the routine that we've got him in. Now this is a brand new routine, but we feel like he's ready to start like sleeping on his own, or not just on his own, but like sleeping throughout the night because he's four months old. We're not supposed to do this, but unless they're four months old and uh, over 12 pounds, and he's over both. So we're like, let's do this. You need sleep, dear. Let's get you sleep. So dad life is great. Um, it, it is very rewarding. I love it. I love my little son. So, but other than that, everything else has been uh, pretty peachy recently. So. That's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so the AFC, we now know it is not Burrowhead. It is uh, the Kansas City Chiefs once again back in the Super Bowl, third time in the last five years. Started to become like the Patriots of old and started to become a thorn in everyone's side. I'm telling you right now, people were like, oh no, they're fine, they're fine, they're just that good. I'm telling you, they're gonna get it's gonna get old. It, it really is. And uh, we now know the Chiefs are in. We also know that the Eagles, even though they had a very easy way of getting in, according to a lot of people, I mean, yes, you 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 can't doubt that it was easy. I mean, you went against Daniel Jones, and you went against a fourth-string quarterback, a third and a fourth-string quarterback in one game. Is that their fault? No. They proved all year that they were the best team in the NFC, as much as you hate saying it, because your team is an NFC team. Mine's an AFC. We already knew the two best teams were the Bills and the Chiefs, and then the, uh, the Bengals. So I think... Uh, they were the two best teams. They're the two number one seeds in the AFC and NFC. This third. Yep. And you look at how these games played last week. I mean, you will start with Philadelphia. They played the first game and you look at this contest. It wasn't close because obviously Brock Purdy coming out, got a UC, a UCL injury where you had Hassan Reddick, he came right down, slammed on his arm as he was throwing it. It's and it legal. He just couldn't do anything about it because his complete is he just couldn't throw the ball. And yeah. it, San Francisco had the worst luck in the world when it came to injuries and quarterbacks. I mean, not just this year, but for like the last four years, they yeah. have, they've just had the worst luck when it comes to at least just keeping their players safe on the field and injury free. And this year with the fact that they were able to make it this far was impressive considering they were on their third string quarterback. And then you had Josh Johnson starting in a game. This guy has been all over the place starting in the XFL and even the AAF and may have been in, not sure if he was in the USFL uh, last year. But now he, he ended up having to take on the Eagles in the NFC Conference Championship game. 
and the Eagles just ran away with it, and they ended up winning 31-7, to and they got to go to their third Super Bowl in the last 20 years, and you're looking at uh, Jalen Hurts looking uh, like a top quarterback. If he wasn't hurt, I'm sure a lot of people would be considering him for MVP, but uh, yeah. he ended up with 121 yards, 15 for 25, and he... All the touchdowns are rushing touchdowns, thanks to the likes of Miles Sanders. Uh, Hertz got one himself, and the other one went to Boston Scott. And Your favorite name. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the, the giant killer, as they call him. And the giant slayer, I'm pretty sure, by the way. Yeah, giant killer, giant slayer. Uh, but Philadelphia, they uh, they're, they're hard work paid off and yet here we are nick sirianni led this team to a super bowl this everyone everyone thought that philly was done after 2020 when they had doug peterson gone they said goodbye to carson wentz yeah. everyone probably thought we won city eagles for at least another maybe five years ten years or however long and yeah. now they're going to the super bowl again and they still have their guys who were there last time in Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, and I think uh, Brandon Graham, their linebacker. And they got some. Yeah, they wasn't got, he the one that got the sack on Brady? I believe the, uh, the fumble. Yeah, the strip fumble that allowed uh, that stopped New England from at least uh, getting, a, getting a, a chance to get back in the lead. But yep. now you have. Philadelphia heading to another Super Bowl in dominant fashion. I just wish that when Philly had to play in the NFC playoffs, they had a better challenge. Their last two conference championship games, you beat Case Keenum and Brock Purdy. I've said it before, and it's just ridiculous because, I mean, at least when the Giants made it their runs to the Super Bowl, we had to take down Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. And we also had to take down uh, Tony Romo and Jeff Garcia in the first run. And then in the second time, we also had to take down Matt Ryan and Alex Smith. I'm just talking about Wait. quarterback quarterback quality here. Who did Je- who did Garcia play for? The Buccaneers. The Eagles, right? Buccaneers. Oh, okay. That was of seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was like at the end of his career when. Uh, yeah. They had they had John Gruden as their coach. They had uh, Rondé Barber on their defense and okay. their receivers. I mean, I know they had Joey Galloway, but other than that, that I, mean, for, I mean, I think that that was actually the last year Tampa Bay. I think made it to the playoffs before Tom Brady came along. That's true. And also, by the way, you beat an older version of Brett Favre. So, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, and Aaron Rodgers lost to an older version of Tom Brady. What's your point? Yeah, but it's Brady. I would rather pick Brady over Favre any day. <laughs> and yet, he, yeah, but Favre played for your team. He played for the Jets for one year. <laughs> <laughs> we don't count that year. That's the forgotten year. <laughs> That's a forgotten year for many, many reasons. It wasn't it also, by the way, the year that Brady went down with an injury in the first play of the game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. So that's why we don't remember that year because, I mean, if Brady's out, like, wait, but he's not playing anymore? Is that, is that possible we can win the division for once? Sure. I'm just I just wanted to bring that up. But then also, 
whoever is running the Empire State Building. Oh, yeah. You're freaking <laughs> fired. I don't care who you are. You don't light up the building in Eagles colors and get away with that. That is total a stab in the back to the Giants. The Jets, they don't care about the rivalry of the Eagles. The, the, seriously, that is completely destroying the hearts of Giants fans. Like, people were like, what the heck? Like, come on. Well, did you know that it was actually predetermined, right? Did you know that? What, they're going to do that? Yes. So someone looked this up on the Dan Patrick show, and they said they have the schedule of lights on the Empire State Building. And they said no matter the winner of the or the outcome of the NFC championship game, whether it be the Eagles or the Niners, one of those two colors was going to go on there. And then the winner of the AFC championship game was going to go on there as well. Now, why? I don't know. I don't understand. It. I think it's stupid because even Philadelphia today with Nick Sirianni said, Giants fans, by the way, if you ever win, don't expect your colors in Philadelphia because that ain't happening. But yeah, they had apparently it was already predetermined weeks before that whoever won the NFC championship game and the AFC championship game, that's the lights that were going to go on the Empire State Club. Yeah, and I, I, I like the Giants, and there there are parts in New York that I don't like, and the Empire State Building is at number two for me, right behind <laughs> right behind the Yankees. Well, you know, I hate Fenway. The closest I've ever been to Fenway is that Burger King across the street. I've never <laughs> been inside, and I never want to. Although I probably would, honestly. I'd go inside of Fenway Park for a Yankees-Red Sox game. Hey, I would go, I would go inside Yankees Stadium. Old well, and, Yankees nice. and new, yeah. Well, old stadiums are amazing. I, I miss the old stadium personally, but yeah, I, I did. I thought it was funny that the Eagles that happened with the Eagles, and then Nick Sirianni even today was like, "Yeah, that ain't happening. <laughs> that ain't happening in Pennsylvania. The Giants ever once. Don't even expect that." But it's the Empire State Building, so it's a bigger deal than it is in Philadelphia. Philadelphia wouldn't give a crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the Empire State Building is one of the most not it's one of the iconic buildings of New York because again, Empire State, that's what they call it, and yep. it's all and also it it's place in history. It was like setting the tone for like modern day skyscrapers. And sure. when you when you think of like famous buildings of America, I mean Empire State Building is one of the things that comes to mind, and it just feels so disrespectful. Like, I mean, everyone was commenting. Everyone was commenting on it. Even your Jets guy, Nick Mangold, was like, "Really? It's like you're dead That's to me." Cool. Yeah, that is true. By the way, uh, the Eagles and Chiefs have a lot of things in common. Do you know what those things are, Noah? Well, I know one obviously has got to be about Andy Reid because they had the head, yep. the same head coach at at some point in their career. Yep. So I'll give you that one. Can you think of another? There's about four things, four other things that are very common between them. Um, this is not some tags moment, by the way. This is just I want to know if you've been paying attention the last week and a half about all the stuff that's going on with them. I wasn't one of them. Uh, like, I don't know. The, one of them should be obvious, by the way. Wasn't one of them like the record? Yep, that's one. Yeah, their their record was another one. Um, wasn't I? Some I I'm gonna guess was one was one of them about the fact that there's the two Kelseys. 
Yep, that's two. I'm not going to know the other one. Just go ahead. All right, so two more. They equally scored the same exact amount of points this year, 500 points. Oh, yeah. The last one is, and I thought this was also going to be an easier one. They were the AFC, Chiefs were AFC number one seed. The Eagles were the number one seed in the NFC. Oh, okay. So I thought that would have been a little little easy, but that's not my stump pegs moment for today. Thankfully, that comes in a little bit. Um, But yeah, I like, I think it's interesting. We had the Kelsey Bowl. We had the Harbaugh Bowl 10 years ago, ironically. Uh, going on 10 years ago, I think. Yeah. He was a lot of years ago now. Um, when the the Ravens and the 49ers, actually, a couple of days ago, wasn't that the uh, the anniversary of the lights going out in the Super Bowl after Destiny's Child blew out the lights or during the halftime show? That's what a lot of people blamed it on. It was the Destiny's Child. It was Destiny, guys. They did it. <laughs> yeah, it was, probably was. But honestly, that, that stadium never had the power capacity to really hold that event. <laughs> By the way, there's a video about that Super Bowl that there was a few guys that snuck in and vid- and recorded the whole thing. It's on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> it's pretty amazing how they did it. Like They just kept like walking, and they had like these fake passes and everything. Oh my goodness! If you ever look Google um, fake media in Super Bowl, whatever that one was, it's hilarious because they're like, guys, we're on the field. We are actually on the field of the Super Bowl. Guys, the lights are out. We're actually on the field when the lights are. It was hysterical. You, I don't think it would ever happen again, but it is pretty interesting how and why that happened. Um, so also by the way, our record. Is pretty even. We are seven and four for the uh, postseason record, which is pretty uh, pretty good. I, I think I beat you in a regular season by five games, and then um, all of a sudden we just we kind of tied each other because we both you had Cincinnati. Oh wait, no, actually you actually have a better record than me. I just realized that. I was gonna You're say one game because I because you picked San Fran, I picked Philly. Yeah. And then I also picked Cincinnati. Yeah, but also I picked Cincinnati, too. <laughs> yes. So, but you're still one game up on me. Yeah. Because I didn't get any of my Super Bowl picks right. You got at least one of yours in. Yeah. And, is that was for you. Yeah, and if we're keeping track, also, my dog also went one and one. Yeah. Yep. So he is actually... Uh, she... She, sorry. She is uh, five and six. Yeah. Yep. I am seven and five. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'm not. I don't even know. Either way, you're up by one game. Okay. And uh, if I'm looking, and I was looking correctly, do you know what the point spread is for uh, the Super Bowl so far? Um, changed. This was a week ago when I got this. Is it at one? Is it at one and a half? Yes. Okay. No. And actually, yeah. So it's one and a half, and a total points of forty-nine and a half. Ooh. Yeah. Which is weird because if you think about it, they they equally scored what five hundred forty-six points throughout the year, which means they're averaging what like thirty something points a game. And the over under is forty nine and a half. That's low. Yeah, you think you think it would be at like maybe sixty, at like sixty one or even seventy. 
Except I was thinking of like 68 points scored. So that's going to be part of these predictions, by the way. Are you, what do you think the point total will be for the Super Bowl? Okay. So, Noah, if you could tell me what you think uh, the point total is going to be for this. All right. So, um, I think the point total for this is going to be right now. I'm going to, I'm going to say 60. I'm, I'm going to say 65. 65. All right. Um, I'm going to go 57. Mm. I don't know why. I'm just going 57. Because um, I think this is going to help us with our, uh, with our uh, predictions as well. Um, so, trying to think. Ooh, here's another bet we're going to make. We're going to make several just predictions of this. All right? So, we got the point total. What do you think is going to be heads or tails? Okay, yeah, I see where you're going with this. I will say, I like how we're switching it up this year. As we are gonna... changing it up for once. All right, so uh, let's see. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with tails. You're going to go with tails. All right, so I'm going to go and, heads. And make sure it's, uh, it is tails, because I don't want to Jerome Bettis this. <laughs> or uh, or uh, what was it? Uh, Joe Namath, when they didn't even do the uh, the, the call, the reference. Yeah, like, nope. Yeah, no. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going heads. All right. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, the coin toss, do you know the record of the team that wins the coin toss? This oh, wait. But for the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So the initial coin toss for the Super Bowl, how many teams do you think is have won the Super Bowl? Um, it, Dating this back is, to 2014. Okay. We'll 20, back to 2014. Yep. Okay. Yeah, 2014. Um, I'm going to say, so yeah, that's about like nine Super Bowls. So I'd say about uh, seven of them. Have seven had of one. them. Yeah. Okay. You're wrong. Every team okay. that has won the coin toss has lost. Think about this for a second. The 2014 Seahawks, the 2015 Panthers, the 2016 Falcons, the 17 Patriots, the 18 Rams, the 19 Niners, the 2020 Chiefs, the 2021 Bengals all have lost. <laughs> so, the, so obviously the key is Coin toss and jersey colors because everyone talks about the white jerseys. Yes, that. Wait, was that something else that I? I'm pretty sure I. I uh, thought I looked this up because it's always it's mainly white colors win. Uh, anyone good guys that wear white, they end up winning the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, because I believe in the since 2010 with Super Bowl 45, I think there's only been two teams that have won. With their colored jerseys, the Packers won wearing green, and the Eagles won wearing green. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 
and actually, yeah, because even the Seahawks ended up beating the Patriots or beating the Broncos. Uh, the Patriots were wearing white. The Broncos were wearing white against the Panthers. Uh, the Patriots beat the Falcons. They were wearing white. The the Chiefs, even the the Buccaneers were wearing white against the Chiefs a couple years ago. So for some reason, uh, good guys wear white, and that's that's who ends up winning. It's so bizarre too. The Colts did it back their first Super Bowl with uh, Peyton Manning back in the day. They were wearing white. Um, I think if you go back actually to the or the Rams and Patriots Super Bowl the first time, that's when I think. Actually, no, I take that back. Because even the Bucks ended up wearing their home jersey and they ended up winning the next year as well. And I think the Patriots the next year won the Super Bowl wearing home team. But ever since then, it has mainly been white jerseys, you're going to win. The Giants did in 07 and 2011. Uh, the Packers did not. They were they wore green and they ended up winning um, against the Steelers. Um, the Ravens beat the 49ers. They were wearing their white jerseys. So it's it's very bizarre, but for some reason, I mean, with the Chiefs wearing white, you would think with this curse, they're going to win. But you look at the last Super Bowl and the Patriots wearing white, they, the Patriots lost. So <laughs> Something's got to give. Maybe it's the right. Um, I wonder what's another prop, another like prop bet we can come up with. We got point total. We got the coin toss. What's another one? How about this? Uh, who scores first? Yeah, I was, I was going to say, who scores first, but also who's the player that scores the touchdown? Okay. Uh, ooh. Actually, so how about this? We're going to do two more, right? Okay. And then we're going to do our, our prediction of who wins. So we'll do the, the team that scores first. We'll do the player that scores that touchdown, and then our last one will be who's actually winning the Super Bowl. That'll be our last three. That'll be our five bets. So that way maybe I could beat you by one game, or you beat me by, like, three. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah. All right. So uh, let me write this down real quick. Uh, Team scores first. All right, so who do you think is going to be the team that scores first? All right, um, I'm going to say the Chiefs score first. Okay. And then uh, are we picking who who catches it or who scores it? Yeah, who's yeah? Let me write that next. Who scores? Um. Because hmm. by the way. Uh, Clock Edwards Alaire from LSU is playing. They, I'm pretty sure they activated him today. So Pachinko and Alaire will be in the backfield for the Kansas City Chiefs, which is obviously a really big boost for the Kansas City Chiefs because that's their main back uh, back and for them. So, all right. Um, or is it going to be special teams? Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Well, he's a former giant that played with you guys. <laughs> yeah, well, either way, a former giant's going to win this year because you have Bradbury on the Eagles and you have Tony on the uh, Chiefs. 
Not to mention that uh, the Chiefs also have Steve Spagnolo, former Giants coordinator and interim coach. Yep. All right, Giants so but, all around. But uh, for the, who catches the touchdown? Um, yep. I'm. I know this is probably predictable, but I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. Alright. You know what? I am gonna go I'm gonna keep going opposite of you. Go ahead. Just because I wanna make this interesting. It does not mean that I think the Eagles are gonna win, by the way. But just for uh betting's sake, I am gonna keep it interesting like that. So I think Eagles are gonna score first. And I think it's gonna be Ooh, man. Because I got Oh man mm, Give me a second I'm going to go Hurts What? I'm going to go Hurts Oh Hurts my, yeah. my, my mic cut out I thought you said Hurts And I was like you know he's not on the Eagles anymore right? Wait he's not? <laughs> I, was talking about, <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about Zach Hurts <laughs> No Hurts I probably yeah. did say Hurts by the way <laughs> Now, I'm gonna go Hurts. I'm gonna go. He's gonna run it in. It's gonna be a play action fake, and then he's gonna run around into the end zone. Or it's gonna be a uh, a QB sneak in. Or Philly special part two. That too. Yeah. Because you could have Dallas Goddard, the only Dallas that's ever touched down in the uh, in the Super Bowl in a long time. But I'm oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right. So, our point total, I have 57, you have 65. Noah thinks it's going to be tails. I think it's going to be heads. Uh, Noah thinks that Kansas City is going to score first. I think the Eagles are going to score first. You believe that it's going to be Travis Kelsey that's going to score the touchdown. I think it's Jalen Hurts. Uh, by the way, this is actually going to lead me to my uh, stump pegs moment because I've been saving this for a rainy day. So, there is a uh, Heisman Trophy winner in this, in the Super Bowl, right? Devontae Smith, former Alabama wide receiver, now playing for the, the Philadelphia Eagles. He can join the company of three other players that have won the Heisman Trophy, won the national uh, championship, and a Super Bowl. Do you know who those other three players are? Okay, so we got to name three players. Yes, I will give you uh, five different. Um, you have five chances. Okay. And I will give you the school of each of them. How about this? All right. If that okay. helps you a little bit. <clears throat> All right. So one player is from Michigan. Okay. One player is from the University of Pittsburgh. Another player is from USC. Okay. And you said to win the you said to win the Heisman, win the national championship, and win the Super Bowl. Yes, he could become the fourth player. But there's three others that have already done this. Okay. Um, I'm gonna guess one. Uh, one is uh, Charles Woodson. Correct. Yeah, because I remember he uh, beat Peyton Manning out for the Heisman and won with Michigan in the 90s. Yep, with Tom Brady, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Learned that from a man in the arena. 
All right. And the, uh, the Tuck game that they did. I don't know if you saw that one, but that was a really fun episode. Yeah, I mean, I got to watch that one. And then even uh, the new one that just came out about the Ravens uh, yesterday. I don't know about that. I need to check that out. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they did one on the, the 2000 Ravens. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'll check this out then. Yeah. Tony uh, Saragusa. Yeah. Um, all right. So another guess uh, was one of them, uh, Reggie Bush. No. Oh, okay. Nope. Mm. Okay. Although that is a good one. Yeah, because again, I... well, he maybe they didn't get that one right. Maybe that one is, but it's not on this list. This is from Twenty Four Seven Sports. Okay. Because mm. I think the reason is he's not on the on the list because he did get his Heisman taken away. I think that's the reason. <laughs> Oh man, that's brutal. Too soon. <laughs> that's brutal. A little bit. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that just have Jeopardy music in the background for this. Yeah, that that just made it a little tougher. Um. Mm. The problem is, and I will give you a date range. Uh, from 1974 to eight, 1982, mm, if okay. that helps you. Uh, was one of them Roger Staubach? No. Okay. That was well after his time. Okay, yeah, so got two more guesses. Yep. All right. Uh, so you said one from the 70s and 80s. Uh, yeah, one is in the 70s, the other one is in the 80s. Early 80s, by the way. Okay, so early 80s. Um, I'm going to guess Jerry Rice. No. Yeah, he didn't win a Heisman. <laughs> nope. Didn't he come from, like, a small town school? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Excuse me. Um, no, you're good. All right. And then the last one. Uh, let's just. Let, let's just say uh, Brian Greasy. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah. All right. Stop saying this week. Woo-hoo. So. You got Charles Woodson from Michigan, who won Super Bowl 45, who also won the Heisman in 97 and the National Championship in 97. Um, Tony Dorsett from Pittsburgh won the Heisman in 76, won the National Championship in 76, and also won Super Bowl 12. And Marcus Allen from USC won the Heisman in 1981, won the National Championship in 1978, and won the Super Bowl 28. Okay. And that is from uh, the 24-7 Sports Instagram page. You never know where Eric's going to get his his stump pegs moment of the day. You just never know. Because I, like, I'll give you this right now. I actually follow many, many different sporting outlets. I'm just one of those guys that always does that. By the way, also, I have to point this out, and I think it's really funny, because your team is on this list. Do you know about the Rocky Statue curse? 
Yeah, I know the Rocky statue curse very well, and I know that I believe every team that's done it, I think, yeah, they're saying it's they're 0 and 4 because I believe I saw a post where it's like the Niners, the Vikings, the Giants, and even the Patriots, who I believe did it for right before the Super Bowl. Yep. So Travis Kelsey ended up saying, "Do not touch the the, the monument, and do not put my jersey on there either. Mm. <laughs> it is real. We are not touching that. We are not even looking at that. That is the altar that you are not supposed to look at back in like the Old Testament days." <laughs> I I mean I, I like Travis Kelsey, and he I mean even after what the Cincinnati mayor said. Uh, when he was to when oh, the, yeah. when the, when the well the mayor said Burrowhead and then he's like we asked Mahomes to take a paternity test to see if he was his father and then <laughs> of course I loved just Travis Kelsey where it's like know your play role and shut your mouth you jabroni <laughs> I didn't know that he was also the Rock <laughs> all of a sudden <laughs> uh. Also, by the way, we got to talk about the GOAT retiring. And is this one for real this time? Because last year we talked about this and we're like, wow, that's weird. But okay, now it's like, yeah, I'm retiring again. No, you're not, you liar. I don't believe you anymore. Now, I do kind of believe him because he did go on Colin Coward uh, today. He was talking a little bit about his career and reflecting. And that's something he never did last year. He, When he retired, he never said he didn't go on these talk shows to talk about his career and be able to reflect. He was like, no, I don't think I'm going to retire. I think I'm going to come back. And then what was it, like 45 days later? Guys, I'm back. I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. I didn't want to leave. Uh, but fuck them kids. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's so bad, but it's kind of true because that's exactly what he did. And obviously he lost his marriage and he lost his wife and he lost a lot and he lost to a star. I mean, let's face it. His final defeat in football is to a star, is to the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. (laughs) I think I would come back at least for one game just to not have that sour taste in my mouth. Just saying. (laughs) And there is a, a report that Robert Kraft wants Tom Brady to sign back with or sign a one day contract so he can retire as a Patriot. I don't think it's going to happen because Brady had already left New England. It's done. It's over with. Move on. He left you guys for that reason. And I think it would be stupid. We all know he had three different careers. He had the early career that was led by the defense. He had the second part of his career that he actually was the man. He was the guy. He And then even his third career, he still was the guy, but he left to a different team and still proved why he's the best guy. And for those, especially those last two, that's when you're like, man, he is just different than any other person you've ever seen on the football field. Because he and we I've said this for years covering him when I was in college. If you don't bury him, he's going to come back. He's going to rise up like the undertaker. He's going to look down into your soul and he's going to drag you to hell. But he's going to put you 10 feet deep instead and leave you there while he's already winning another Super Bowl or going to another Super Bowl. That's what he did against the Seahawks. That's what he did against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's what he did against the Atlanta Falcons as well. He he takes your soul 
and he just leaves it and leaves you like just happy. It's like a breakup, your first breakup. What the hell just happened? I thought we were good. You didn't love me enough, and I took it all. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are questioning this to see if it's legit or not because we don't know to be sure. <laughs> and Tom Brady did Tom Brady did say, "Yeah, this time for good, for real." And let's hope so because I'm sure some people are buying up the sand where he sat <laughs> on eBay for like ninety thousand dollars and well, did you see the one where it was like I actually was in the background at that spot that he was at so I'm going there now <laughs> I didn't see that no but <laughs> oh my goodness it's so terrible because he was he was obviously in a spot in Miami or somewhere in Florida and everyone's like he's he went right there so I someone either like put it on Reddit like he took shit there or he took piss right there. But no matter what, Brady was here, so I'm gonna dig up that sand and sell it. Oh my goodness. I mean <laughs> I, I mean you I mean you you have people sell stuff from uh what is it? There's a soccer player named Leo Messi. Uh yeah. I th- I think that what was it? Somebody was like trying to buy the handkerchief that he had when he left Barcelona, and oh then I, I, I'm trying to remember if I saw a post that somebody was trying to buy like uh, Michael Jordan's underwear that he wore during the finals or something. Oh, oh, that's that's gross. Yeah. Oh, that's that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I'm not sure if that was. I can't remember what kind of post that was, but like, I mean, just, just imagine that. That's what people do for sports memorabilia. I know, like. Come on, people. You have to have some elite, some respect, some self-respect. You know, at least have some common courtesy to these people. They are still humans. Just because they're getting paid, like, enormous amounts of money, that's not on you. That's They're people. Let them do their job. They get paid to have fun and play a game. That's all it really is. Yeah. Oh. Speaking of uh, Brady, by the way. Do you know how many teams have a winning record against them? Uh, I'd say none. That is correct. It's a good thing I didn't use that as my stop pegs moment. Uh, no team has had a winning record against Tom Brady. That also goes for the Patriots because he only played them once and beat them. Uh, he beat the Vikings. He was, uh, oh, the Vikings are 0-6 against Brady. And the Buccaneers are 0-4 against Brady. Yeah, yeah. Every team has uh, their own record. The Bills have the worst. It's like 33 and three. And I mean, second worst. I mean, I mean, the Giants are six and one. Um, I mean, that's at least regular season, I think. Because again, Super Bowl. Yeah, that that's the two that ball. matter the most, the two that matter the most, especially and, the one that matters the most. And, and it's going to be the main reason why Eli Manning gets into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> He's not a good quarterback, but he beat Brady and that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, uh, it, that what uh, that going to the Pro Bowl as a head coach and beating his older brother. <laughs> True. <Can't beat> that. <laughs> Did you even watch any of that, by the way? I did not. I okay. did not care about any of the Pro Bowl this year. And I, I I used to watch it when I was younger. And I'm like, 
I'm bored with this. I'm gonna take a nap or something else. I like once this time of the year comes around, I'm back into more college football stuff and what's happening about the NFL offseason and all those stories. Which again, we have a few more stories we got to talk about as well, um, especially with the NFL because Aaron Rodgers possibly going to uh, the Raiders, possibly going to the Jets. Um, but I will say one thing about Tom Brady's retirement. I am very upset as a Jets fan because I was kind of hoping he was going to come back. He was going to play for the Jets and really prove if he can win a Super Bowl or not. I think that would have been the ultimate test. You come to New York, you play for the Jets, and then we'll see how Brady are. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, looking at, looking at Tom Brady, I mean – we're hoping that, that obviously this is the end, and I'm sure it is because for one, the guy will be yes. forty. The, the guy will be forty six by the time his next birthday rolls around in August, and I'm sure yep. even in, even how he played this year against uh, the Cowboys, he just did not look the same. And this team just was ha, had its issues. They didn't have a run game, and oh. now that I mean for Tampa Bay fans, I mean it's unfortunate because. You know, they didn't really I felt they didn't get a good chance to uh, truly enjoy Tom Brady because remember their Super Bowl run. That was during the covid year. Everyone had to sit at home watching it on TV. They couldn't even go to the games. I mean, even when they won the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, that was like only like a 50 percent. It was a very big. Yeah, yeah, it was was a 50 percent crowd. And now they, they at least got to see a playoff win in their stadium against Philly. And then they just uh, lost the game against the Cowboys. But now they have to move on. Uh, you're looking at their quarterback roster right now. They have Kyle Trask or Blaine Gabbert as uh, their options. Uh, we'll see. Uh, what the defensive it, coach? Yeah, with Todd Bowles. And I, you're, you got to think some players may move on now because Brady was kind of the main reason why they were staying just to keep that competitive nature going. Although or you came to Tampa Bay. Yeah. You, you got to think Mike Evans. I mean, you'd think he'd like to stay considering he built his home there and he's become one of the franch- franchise players. But I mean, you got to think a guy like what Shaq Barrett might leave. And then, uh, uh, other guys on that defense who were at least probably could think they could get a bigger contract elsewhere. But, Tampa Bay's run, Devin I mean, White, possibly. you could say it was short and sweet because, let's face it, they'll take the Super Bowl. They're, they're, they're thankful that they at least have uh, two Super Bowls now, and that's actually the best in their division, considering the they were tied with the Saints for most Super Bowls of the NFC South, so they'll take it. True, and now that makes the NFC South wide open, you know, like, is that going to be a landing spot for some of these veteran quarterbacks or free agents that, like, Brady was here. That's that's really big shoes you're going to have to fill. And with the defensive coordinator in the mix as your head coach, Todd Bowles, even with the Jets, like, the first two years he was good. But, well, more, I think the first year was actually good. It just kept sliding downward for him. And I don't think he was given the chance. You inherit a really, really good team. You just got injury prone and players can stay healthy. And that that isn't his fault, but it is a trend 
that has always happened. And he's a great defensive coordinator, but offensively, you need to – I'm surprised that they didn't try to go after Kellen Moore because the offense for the Dallas Cowboys has been number one the last few years with Kellen Moore. And then, obviously, uh, the Chargers picked him up instead after letting go of their offensive coordinator. So, we'll see – what Kellen Moore does with the um, with the Chargers, especially with a younger quarterback, Justin Herbert, probably a better arm than Dak Prescott, more accurate, um, and I I would say I would take the Chargers receivers over the Cowboys receivers. I mean, a lot of the time they were hurt, they relied on C.D. Lamb too much this year, and but you also have an aging, um, oh, what's his name, Mike, you know, uh, Keenan Allen. You have an aging Keenan Allen. You have a always unhealthy Mike Williams. You have a great back with Austin Eckler, but can he stay healthy enough? And that's always the Chargers' biggest concern is we need guys that can step in. They always have the weapons. They just can't stay healthy enough. So I think I think it was a good move for them. I don't understand. I thought that their offensive coordinator was good, but now that Kellen Moore is really going to get shot, I think this is going to be the, the team that it's either going to help propel his career to potentially being a head coach one day, or he's only going to stay an offensive coordinator for a good amount of time. Yeah. And Kellen Moore, obviously having to part ways of the Dallas Cowboys, he had been there for four years. He was pretty much grand. He was grandfathered in because he, he took over the last year of Jason Garrett's time at uh, Dallas and so they decided to keep him along for the ride. And, I mean, I could understand that. I mean, the Dallas offense was looking pretty good under Moore's uh, time leading the way. Mm. But certainly when it came to the playoffs, there was a problem there. And uh, I'm Charger fans are hoping that uh, they don't they, – he doesn't bring that to, uh, to Los Angeles. Uh, yeah. And uh, – I, and they're really because at that point you got Charger fans thinking, oh well, that's just same old. Like we say, yeah. we don't we don't need the same old story. But then also uh, speaking of new uh, like coordinator hires, shout out to Brian Flores who I'm got to the uh, Vikings. Yes, got the coordinator job for the Vikings. I was hoping he would have gotten the job with the uh, Cardinals as the head coach, but it, it, I guess uh, they they ended up just taking the Vikings job, and who knows, maybe he'll get a get another opportunity uh, once he works his way up at, after coordinator. Cause he went from linebacker coach, I believe, or special assistant with the Steelers. And then he ended up now going to Minnesota. I mean, you, you really hope that he works his way up, but then you look at uh, a team like Arizona. I think they're looking at um, Mike Kafka, offensive coordinator of the giants or uh, a, another guy. I, I believe it's uh Anarumo, uh, the guy from the Bengals, they were looking at uh, as a possible head coach down in Arizona. You know who I haven't heard and I haven't heard being talked about about any possible head coaching positions available? Is it Bierney? Eric Bien- yeah. yeah. I have not heard his name in any conversation, which is weird because the last two or three years, he was the guy that, oh, Bierney is going to get a head coaching job. But if you remember this year quite a bit, uh, Pat Mahomes and him kind of got into it several times, kind of like Bill O'Brien and Tom Brady back in the day. So <laughs> I, I think eventually he will get called as a head coach, but I don't know. I think he needs a better, um, I think he needs better relations with the players sometimes. And I yeah. think that's why his name isn't being mentioned as much. Yeah. And 
there there was I think some question questions surrounding uh the enemy and his play calling and yeah. that that's why some people were like maybe he's not that good but or he's uh, not ready yeah so uh, just to trying to handle the moment like they're they're trying to figure out like how much of that is Mahomes how much of that is Reed and then is what is the enemy like he may like it may not really be a good idea for him to be a head coach but I mean I'm sure they're gonna you would like to think he would get another chance depending on the outcome of this game coming up but yeah. then uh you mentioned Bill O'Brien he's now back with New England too <laughs> I know. And the only reason why they're doing that is because O'Brien came from Alabama, who was with Nick Saban just the last two years or so. And Mac Jones, I'm pretty sure, was on either as Jones was leaving. That's when O'Brien was there. So maybe they're trying to hope that if we're going to try to get through to Mac Jones, this is the way. This is what Saban did. O'Brien's under that Saban tree. Let's try to help him out. Yeah. And then. I'm trying to remember if, I mean, again, you scroll on social media, you see a bunch of stuff, and and I oh, thought yeah. I remember, I thought I remember uh, seeing something about Bill O'Brien thought he was going to be like the successor of the Patriots at one point. Probably years ago, yeah. I think yeah. that was the story. I, I wonder if the, you got to think, could that a conspiracy theory? Could that be the case? Is Belichick bringing him back? as a possibility to take over if Belichick steps down? Because Belichick is entering his 70s. Yeah. But do you do you not give it to your son or do you not give it to Patricia, who's already been there for well over like 10 plus years? I mean, Patricia was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots Super Bowl run the last couple of years. So are you going to let O'Brien jump these two guys that have already been here for quite some time? I don't know. I mean, it, it's a good theory to think about, but. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, <laughs> If I were if I was Robert Kraft, I mean, Robert Kraft probably is probably thinking about leaving or at least selling the team eventually, or maybe his son's going to take over, which would be interesting to see. But like they they can't either they're going to be in a rebuild shortly, or but uh, I don't know it's it's going to be very difficult to see the Patriots try to contend because right now the three best teams in the AFC are the Bills, the Chiefs, and, and the Bengals. And those are the three best teams. And that's not even including a healthy Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. And depending on what, that ha- what happens with that in this offseason. Which also yeah. leads, by the way... Oh, God. Yeah. Now, yeah, it's going to be an interesting offseason. Which also leads, by the way, with Nathaniel Hackett as the new offensive coordinator for the New York Jets, which I'm okay with. I think that's an interesting move for them. Uh, I don't think he's a good head coach, but I do I do like Robert Sala. I think uh, Hackett can be a good offensive coordinator. The question is, is this a move to try to get Aaron Rodgers? And I don't think it's a good move. I don't think Aaron Rodgers should go to the AFC. I think he should look at maybe Tampa Bay, uh, maybe even San Francisco. One of those two teams I would look at for him because he's, he's not going to San Francisco. I'm just saying, but there's, I mean, I know that they, the Packers want to trade him to the AFC because that would be easier for them. But if you get traded to the, uh, the, uh, with the Ravens, right? Yeah. Yeah. You go to the Raiders. You got to play Mahomes twice. You got to play Herbert twice. You got to play Wilson twice. 
I would not want to go to that. That's six games right there that you're going to – can Aaron Rodgers still, like, play at a high level? Now, we already know that he can do with Devontae Adams. Can their offensive line help him out? Because I think that was also probably the struggles in Green Bay. I think they do have better weapons. Playing against those two guys, in, I, I wouldn't want to do that. And then if you go to the Jets, you're going to play against Bill Belichick's defense twice a year. You're going to play against the Miami offense. That, and depending on what they do with Tua, or if they are going to stick with Tua or they're going to stick with somebody else, that's a lot. And then you got to play against Josh Allen twice a year. I mean, no matter what team you're going on, do you really? I mean, it's better competition than than the A or the NFC North. But these are young teams that are ready. And I know, like Mike Greeny on ESPN, really wants Aaron Rodgers, even just to have it, the chance to win it now. I don't want it. If this was five years ago, then yes, give me a chance to have Aaron Rodgers. But I don't want him now. He's he's getting old. What's going to happen if he gets hurt? And then you're still going to bring in Zach Wilson. Yeah, I know that there's a lot going on with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, th- there's been reports about executives and people inside the Green Bay Packers organization saying, we don't want him anymore, and they're ready to move on. And yeah. at, at, because at this point, his uh, Brett Favre arc is practically complete. And yep. the fact that he's been there for however many years and you have uh, Jordan Love, who's been on the bench for at least three years. He's re- ready to take over the reins. And Green Bay can't deny that they didn't give Rodgers the opportunity to at least play and try and get their team to a Super Bowl. He got them to the NFC Championship game twice in back-to-back years. Yep. They fi- failed to capitalize. And this year, they couldn't even get to the playoffs. They fell short and lost to Detroit twice. And that's got to leave a sour taste in Aaron Rodgers' mouth. The fact yep. that he had to lose to Detroit in a game where all he had to do was win, and he would have been gotten another postseason chance. But yet that didn't happen. And now everyone's thinking, go to Vegas and go play if your best friend in Adams or go to New York, because at that at that point, he, he's not going to the Jets because then he would because ne- then people would be calling him Brett Favre 2.0 exactly. because you're basically copying all his moves. And he, he, I think he's tired of being compared to Brett Favre because he knows he's not Brett Favre. But here. Oh, he I mean, the one thing they have in common is that they only have one Super Bowl win. Exactly. In the last 25 years, you've only had two Super Bowls in Green Bay. (laughs) Can you really say you're one of the best? You can't. Brady has done it and proved it. Aaron Rodgers has only done it once. And uh, for this, I think uh, Rodgers would certainly answer the call. Um, to play against the likes of Mahomes, Herbert, Wilson, not to mention an AFC that's loaded with the likes of uh, uh, Burrow and Trevor Lawrence, who's going to be moving up next year, I think, to the next level of at least quarterback stardom. And I think uh, Rodgers just needs a new change of scenery. And the Packers themselves, they they need a fresh start. I think it's time uh, and it, as, because LaFleur is still young. He's only been there for four years, and they want to see how Jordan Love does. And he actually didn't look too bad, I think, when he got his chance against the Eagles when mm-hmm. uh, Rodgers had to go out. And now I, th- I think uh, 
Aaron Rodgers will probably wait a few weeks and uh, take some, some time to think about what uh, where, where he goes next. And I'm, uh, of course, if it's a trade, the Packers will have to, you know, make sure Rodgers is okay with it too. Oh yeah, yeah. And by the way, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, if I'm looking at my notes correctly, uh, he actually won the Pebble Beach Pro Am this past weekend. Uh, the Packers star quarterback hoisted the Pebble Beach Pro Am trophy with partner. Ben Silverman on Sunday. The duo finished the tournament 26 under par and beat the tandem of Peter uh, Mal- Malini? Mal- Manati? Manati? Manati. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. And Don <laughs> Keller in by one stroke. Bills quarterback Josh Allen and Keith Mitchell finished four shots behind the title winners. Rodgers and Silverman will have their names immortalized on the wall of champions at Pebble Beach for winning the tournament. So, no, what, I mean, what, you know, the, you know, the movie, uh, happy Gilmore, right? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It wasn't, uh, it was a pro-am when, uh, Gilmore had to play with, uh, Bob Barker. <laughs> oh, good old Bob Barker. I love Bob Barker. <laughs> so we're going to do our final prediction for the Super Bowl. Cause we never actually finished that, which is fine. Uh, by the way, I wanted to point out more about the, uh, Super Bowl. And I found this on uh, what website? Actually, it doesn't say. Oh, there it is. Teamrankings.com. And they do all this for you, so you don't actually have to look at it. Um, so the Eagles actually, or the Kansas City Chiefs, are number one in uh, points per game. They average 29, or yeah, 29 points per game. They average 407 yards per game. The Eagles also are 28 points per game as well. Uh, they average just about 20 yards underneath the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this is the one thing I can say right now that I think separates the Chiefs and the Eagles, and especially watching them the last few weeks more, more and more. They control the clock better than any team in the game. They actually run the ball, and they run it. Like they got three different guys. They got Gainwell. They got your favorite, Boston Scott. Um, I know I'm missing. They got Miles Sanders. So that's three really good running backs that they have. They utilize the play action a lot, which means once they start running and they start to – it feels like what they do a lot – is they run the ball early, they run the ball early, they run the ball hard right at you, up the gut, outside, inside, wherever they can find a hole, that's where they... And their their offensive line knows how to manipulate the defensive line to where they want to go. So I think that's very smart. However, it's when they start to creep, the defenders start to creep up, that's when it's like Jalen Hurts is like, okay, you're coming up, you're playing tight coverage. I already know A.J. Brown's going to be... I already know uh, Devontae Smith is going to beat you on the outside. Quez Watkins, he's already faster than you. As long as he can get within that five-yard range, he's already gone down the seams. We got Dallas Goddard, who's a very good, I think is a better back uh, pass blocking or blocking tight end than he is receiving tight end. Um, But I just feel like that's what the Eagles do well. The problem is they're playing against a team, an offense that can strike as quick as lightning with with Kansas City and Pat Mahomes. And by the way, Pat Mahomes is going to have at least an extra week of re- two weeks of rest for his ankle, which also makes him even more dangerous because he was playing, what, 75 percent in the AFC championship game. Now he's going to be playing 90, 95 percent fully healed 
on that ankle, which I'm sure they he took it very easy last week and probably did a lot of walkers. But and especially we'll do like the walkers because today is the uh, the first day of the Super Bowl media day and whatnot. And he I just I feel like if the Eagles are going to win, they're going to control the, the clock. And that I think is a very valuable part of their team dynamic, especially offensively. All defensively, they are just smashed now. Are in your face. They hit you. They make you feel it. And I mean, they lead the NFL. It's these are the two teams in the NFL that are one and two in team stats. So they come at you multiple ways. Even the Kansas City Chiefs come at you in multiple ways. But I think the Eagles have what like ten plus sacks more than the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're second in the team sacks. So it's going to be very difficult. But I, I feel like. If the Eagles can hold the line of scrimmage and take the time of possession away, but again, even if they can, Mahomes, even with 50, he's fervent with 15, 20 seconds, he doesn't need much. He only needs that much time to make it happen, even without Tyreek Hill. So I think we're going to see an offensive explosion in this game. That's what I'm more leaning towards. What are your thoughts about the Super Bowl? Yeah, I um, looking at this. I mean, you got to think that Philly has the better defense because they have so many good weapons with the fact that they have Robert Quinn, they have Ndamukong Sue, they have Fletcher Cox, and then their defense has uh, Hassan Reddick, who's a beast. And then the fact that you have Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Darius Slay, and uh, Bradbury on that defense, it just makes Philadelphia very dangerous on that side of the ball. And then the fact is, is that the receivers, I mean, overall, they got to be better um, as you yeah, have Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. And then running back wise, I mean, it goes better for the Eagles, too. I mean, because they have uh, Miles Sanders and uh, they also have Boston Scott. I mean, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, I mean, Scott is struggles. And then Andy Reid um, going up against his former team, certainly going to be emotional. I mean, he's coached the Chiefs. Just as long as he's coached the Eagles. I mean, that's fairly about the same. And it's going to be an exciting game. I hope so. I, I really hope it's an exciting game, considering everyone's looking at the Andy Reid bowl part of it. And then everyone's the Kelsey bowl. Yeah, the Kelsey's, um, even though they won't be on the field at the same time. And I, honestly, even uh, it, if you ever had the here's an idea. If you ever have like a Super Bowl party. You could have like the two different sides because this is amazing. You have Philly cheesesteak on one side and like barbecue barbecue ribs on the other. Now that is like a Super Bowl match made right there. That, that's amazing. I will admit that is an actual really good idea, and I should pitch that to my friend this weekend for uh, for our Super Bowl party. Yeah, Philly cheesesteak and barbecue ribs, or at least something barbecue. Barbecue, yeah, pulled pull pork ribs yeah. or anything. It doesn't even matter. Something barbecue. It has to have barbecue. Yeah, I like this idea. I should pitch this to my friend after this. <laughs> there you go. So, all right. Who would you give advantage to? The defensive side of the Eagles or the defensive side of the, of the Chiefs? Um, I'd probably have to lean toward the Eagles. I think uh, the Eagles with a better pass rush. And that pass defense is uh, better, I think. Especially considering was Legereus Sneed for the Chiefs got banged up somewhat and in, in that in that game against the Bengals. So that just makes it a yeah. little more difficult. 
right. Whose running backs would you rather have, the Chiefs or the Eagles? Um, I would, I would have to say Philadelphia, Miles Sanders. Okay. Um, whose quarterback would you rather have? Personally, I, <laughs> I, 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 I say Mahomes, and obviously it's a little tougher because of the ankle injury, but I think it'll be slightly better. But, yeah, yeah I, I think uh, – I'd like to think Mahomes, but – yeah. I have three more. Whose special teams would you rather have? Now, you're talking about like both punter and like field goal kicker, right? Well, that and also like kick returner, uh, punt return. It, I would probably have to uh, lean on Philly, mainly because of Jake Elliott. I've seen Elliott kick oh, yeah. for, so, for so long, and honestly, in my own opinion, I, I would actually think he's actually the best kicker in the game beside uh, Tucker. Um, Tucker, okay. Yeah, besides Justin Tucker, I, I think uh, Elliott's right up there for best kicker in the NFL. Uh, tight end. Ooh, that's definitely <laughs> got. That's definitely got to go, Kelsey. Got it. So you've only gone two for the Chiefs. Now here's the big one: whose coach do you trust, Sirianni or Reed? I mean, you're talking you're talking about one coach that has set so many big moments, and oh. he, he's only gotten one. But yet here we got Mr. Sirianni, who's really just been proving himself every single time. And but mm-hmm. I, 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 I would I would go I would go with Andy Reid. Go with the experience. So that right there is the reason why I'm going with the Chiefs. And it's and I feel that Sirianni, who's been very well into the coaching portal or the coaching line, if you if you haven't noticed, he was actually also in Kansas City Chiefs a long time ago. He um, he was also a D three or D two head uh, assistant coach as well. Worked his way, worked with the Chiefs, and now is the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Sirianni has done well and has done great, especially. No one, like you had said earlier in this episode, no one thought that Sirianni would be, would have brought the Eagles to the promised land this soon, you know. But Howie Roseman was very was very aggressive. They got AJ Brown. They thought that's the number one receiver that we need. We already have our number two, but eventually, we're, Brown is going to go away, and then Devontae Smith is going to be or. What they're going to do is they're going to stick with Brown, and then they're going to keep. They're going to get rid of Smith. Now I think they're going to be ridiculous to do that, but that is the potential of what they're going to see. Um, but I, I'm going with Andy Reid with my prediction and why because his experience is there. He's been in these big time moments, and I think Mahomes is the other big deciding factor because have Mahomes, you're going to win. And I think this is also really going to propel it. Now, a lot of people this week are going to talk about, is Mahomes the Hall of Famer? Yes. When you win one world world championship, you are already all of the camera. This is going to separate him from from Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees to now we're going to start having the conversation with Peyton Manning, possibly Brady. Now, Brady's going to be the epitome 
with seven Super Bowls. But you win the second one, you've already surpassed Aaron Rodgers. You've already surpassed Drew Brees. You've already surpassed Brett Favre. Now you're on the likes of Peyton Manning. Now you're on the likes of game-changing as a as a quarterback, as a whole. So now that's what's going to help Kyle, and I think he's ready. We all knew that he was ready, and I think this team kind of reminds me of the Golden State Warriors a little bit with their run this past season against, unfortunately, your Boston Celtics, where they had the pieces. I mean, you still have Kelsey. You still have Mahomes, and you still have Andy Reid, still at the helm of everything. You have those main pieces. You just are finding pieces that fit and help make sure that it still flows and it still gets better. Think about the coaching job that Andy Reid had to do this year with all of the receivers that went, that kept getting out, that's kept getting hurt, all the running backs. I mean, they brought in Pachenko, who ended up being a really good substitute for Alaire. Uh, now you have Alaire back, and also you can put Pachenko in the, uh, the running game or the passing game. So it's multiple layers of the offense that just somehow – We find the little ticks that make you a little better and just kind of help us. And it just fits. It's like one of those perfect puzzle pieces that, you know, this is where it needs to go. You need to go in this piece. You need to go in that spot. That's what Andy Reid has done with this team. And that's why I'm picking Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs as the Super Bowl winner. Okay. And uh, are we going to do a score prediction? Yes, we can do a score prediction as our final one. All right, so I get so you want to say that now or you well, so you need to figure out who who are you picking for this? All right, well, yep. Because you you went with a lot with Philadelphia. You picked yeah. Philadelphia in all those categories. Yeah, I know. I think Philadelphia is certainly the better team. Um, I think but. they they play hard. <laughs> But, but Philadelphia, but, and I'm a Giants fan. But yes, I, I do not like Philadelphia. I just, I, I will say it to the day I die. I do not like the Philadelphia Eagles. And I do not like green eggs and ham. I said. Yes, same. I am. Um, and so I, 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 I want Mahomes to win because I've always been. I, I actually really like Patrick Mahomes. He's a good guy, and I want him to have great success and beat Philadelphia on this stage, and. Andy Reid, that would certainly be great to get a win over your former team. That would really uh, make Philadelphia really upset. And then uh, just to have uh, another Super Bowl win, uh, that would actually be the third in uh, Chiefs history if they win. So despite the facts that I said, you know, Philly's good. They look good, but I can't pick them. I just (laughs) can't pick them. And so that's why. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> That's right. How long you had that on? That for? is right. I've had it on this whole time, Patrick Mahomes. Let's go, Chiefs Nation. <laughs> no one coming out with like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> when did you get that jersey? Oh, this was actually a gift. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> That was the greatest part of the show is you've been holding you've been in with your hoodie this entire time and then all of a sudden and I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> oh great. Oh man. Alright, so we're doing score. What is your score? Alright, um well you gotta think. I gotta make sure this adds up to sixty five because That's we true. did uh we did predict that. So um 
a fair prediction would be uh, 30, Chiefs 34, uh, Eagles 31. 34-31, all right. Because that adds up to 65. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I, I would hope See, so, or otherwise I need to go back to high school. <laughs> and I'm, gonna, I'm using my calculator right now. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> That's a terrible number, then. Oh. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go... Let me make sure this is going to equal my uh, point spread. Uh, actually, that. Uh... <laughs> this is terrible. I'm terrible at math, by the way. <laughs> I'm literally using my calculator. <laughs> what would equal 57? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I got 24. And then, all right, all right, how about this? 7 minus 24. 33, all right. 33, 24. <laughs> oh, I'm using the wrong marker. I don't want to use red. That's terrible. That's, for, that's your marker, by the way. All right, 33, I said, yeah, 33, 24. I do not think that's going to be the final score. I'm just making sure it's at my uh, my points spread at yeah. seven points, personally. All right. I may actually change that later on this week, just to a better score. Yeah, but again, it's got to add up to 57. I know, that's the problem. That is the problem, so... Because there's got to be a different way that for it's equal 40 or 57. Like 40-something to like 15. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. I mean, if you want it to be Super Bowl 48. I mean, we've seen it before. So, by the way, in case anyone's trying to keep the track, Noah's point score. We'll go over Noah's stuff right now. Noah's point total is 65 points. He's chosen tails. He thinks that Kansas City Chiefs are going to be the first team to score. He thinks Travis Kelsey is from the Chiefs, is going to be the person who scores first. He's picking the Chiefs 34-31 as the final score. I have chosen 57 points as my uh, point total. I have chosen heads because obviously I'm the tails. I think the Eagles are going to score first with Jalen Hurts, but I do think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win 33-24, the final score of the Super Bowl. Uh, by the way, so we're going to touch on NBA because we haven't actually touched on that in a while. Kyrie Irving has been traded. He's on the move once again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, the NBA stars being traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Dallas Mavericks. According to the ESPN, the Mavs are sending Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, who actually was already on the Nets at one point, by the way, who left the Nets and now is going back to the Nets, and an unprotected 2029 first-round draft pick. So we got, what, like five years till that pick actually happens. Um, and a second-round pick in the 2027 and 2029 uh, to the Nets in exchange for Kyrie Irving, Markeith Morris, and that's it. Uh, Irving's tenure in the Brooklyn Nets ends after four years that included injuries, dozens games due to refusal to get vaccinated against COVID-19, and a suspension this season for promoting movie that contained anti-Semitic themes. Kyrie Irving, I will say after all the stuff that he has done, has become one of my least favorite athletes. The fact of all the stuff that he has done, 
and it's just ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous just how he's been acting, and yet he demanded a trade. And I I liked him when he was with Cleveland, just the way he played, the way he practiced. I mean, I I think I remember hearing a story about how he practiced with, like, a basket that didn't really have a backboard and or even a net. It had just it was like one of those crates. So he he yep. just continued practicing on that as his basket. But that, that's he ended up becoming a top basketball player. And I mean, I was so happy when he came to Boston. It was amazing that we it felt like we were going to the finals with this guy. And then what did we do? He, he got hurt. And then we ended up going to the Eastern Conference finals without him. And then the next year. He helps us only get to the second round to lose to Milwaukee. And then he's like, you know what? I'm leaving, and I'm going to go play for Brooklyn, join Kevin Durant. And then what happens is that he has his – unfortunately, some people would probably say his personal beliefs just sort of got in the way. And, yeah. it, it, and Brooklyn never got past the second round. The closest thing they got – was losing to Milwaukee, where Kevin Durant's toe was on the line, and they ended up not winning that game, and Brooklyn ended up getting knocked out of the playoffs, and here, Kyrie Irving, he's now going to go play in Dallas. Luka has a teammate now that will at least help him, I think, in a sense. Yes, I think, as uh, things work out, but again, uh, things on paper are completely different than what's actually played on the court. And, I mean, you, you look at the different trade offers. I mean, you saw that the Clippers were willing to offer uh, different players um, and at least several draft picks in return. And then you had uh, the Suns, I believe, offered Chris Paul um, actually as part Ooh. of their deal. And I think Jay Crowder and along with dra- draft picks. And, Jeez. and I mean, all of that for, I didn't just, know about that. yeah, th- th- there were reports coming out last night after uh, the trade was made. And then uh, the, the Lakers were going to trade a bunch of guys and some draft picks um, depending on the whole contract situation. And then I know there was one that they said, uh, I think they offered Russell Westbrook <laughs> and that one yeah. would have been freaking good to have Westbrook and Durant in the same locker room. Well, and that was the thing, though. The Nets actually said, we are not trading you to the Lakers. So that, as much as the Lakers wanted him, they weren't going to do it because, A, they didn't want Westbrook on the team, and, B, they didn't want Kyrie teamed up with LeBron James once again. So I thought it was quite interesting. Um, I I remember watching Kyrie in, at Duke basketball, by the way, back in 2010, 2011, after they had won the national championship. And he, they were undefeated until they lost to Arizona in the Sweet 16 game. Uh, he, he only played like six games that year. And most of them were all tournament playing games. Um, he did get hurt in their season, which really sucked. They didn't need him anyways because they already had senior-led team. They were already a senior-led team with Kyle Singler, Nolan Smith, and um, a few others. And they ended up dominating the, the ACC tournament, beating the North Carolina Tar Heels that year. And it just seemed like he was going to be such a great player. And he was great with the Cavaliers. Uh, obviously, he, that was his team. But then LeBron James comes back. They ended up winning a national, or the, the NBA Finals. They came back in dramatic fashion, 3-1 against the Golden State Warriors. And it just seemed like, okay, this is going to be a guy that's going to be a killer. This is going to be a great 
player, but too many distractions just took him out of the game, I feel like. And sometimes you want to do things with your friends, but if they don't have the same mindset as you, it's not going to work out. And, and that's that was the problem when he went to Brooklyn. And I think Durant really wanted to make it work. Like, hey, we can do something here in Brooklyn, something that no one has ever done before. It didn't work out with James Harden. It did not work out with Kyrie. I think Durant has a better cast with Smith and with uh, Spencer Dinwiddie because those are two solid players, actually. And Dinwiddie has played for the Nets before. So it's kind of like a welcoming back home for him anyways. And I think uh, Finney Smith could actually kind of fit in a little bit. And now it's Durant's team. Like, okay, we got the distractions out of the way. Let's just focus on winning. And I'm actually kind of curious to see how much winning they can do without Kyrie now, because I think the distraction is going to be gone and the distraction is now going to be in Luca's head. Can those two coexist? That's going to be the real question. If Luca and Kyrie can't coexist, they're going to be out by that first round, depending on where they are in the Western Conference, because that's going to be the biggest key. Can they stick together and, and get this done? Yeah, you obviously now have uh, two different players, one with uh, plenty of experience and then one who's an uprising star in this league. Because I I really think uh, Luka may end up winning uh, an MVP in the future. And you're you're looking at uh, a team in the Mavericks that still has some ground to make up. I mean, Luka, I think, was injured at one point. And, you know, now they they need to press forward in this Western Conference, which – you got to think this Western conference is obviously weak considering you have the Sacramento Kings with uh, them being, I mean, he's going to say the Sacramento Kings with Sabonis and Fox are a three seed and the Warriors. I mean, Curry's out for another month. He just hurt his leg and he's going to, and I believe he's going to miss the all-star game. And yeah, he's going to actually miss multiple weeks with his knee injury. Uh, ESPN reported Steph Curry is expected to be out through the all-star break. After suffering a left leg injury, Curry was injured in Saturday's win over the Dallas Mavericks and was diagnosed with a potential tears to the superior tibulo, tibiofibular ligaments and the interosseous membrane. Golden State announced a potential timeline would be determined in the coming days. Curry had already missed 11 games in December and January after suffering left shoulder injury. Yeah, and then you're looking at the, some of the be- better teams that they're going to be competing against. I mean, you still have the Grizzlies, who yeah. with John Morant are uh, feeling pretty good. And then top dog right now is the Denver Nuggets with uh, Murray and Jokic and uh, what is it, Porter, I think. And yeah, the, they're uh, healthy right now. But so the, Dallas, they needed a star and they felt that this was the right time. And the you mentioned the whole thing with the Lakers and Nets, and yeah, the, the Nets owner was—he uh, decided not to accept that trade. He didn't want to uh, send him to LA. LeBron expressed his disappointment, uh, trying to mend the bridge there. And the Lakers—I mean, pe- people are upset with uh, what's happened with the Lakers. I mean, first you had uh, that uh, no call against the Celtics, and then now you have uh, this moment here where Kyrie is heading to uh, East Texas now to play with Luka Doncic. And now we'll see, because obviously the trade deadline is later on this week, what other moves are going to be made, if there are. So that's going to be – it's always interesting. Of course, the NBA All-Star break is next week, by the way. 
So that'll be interesting to talk about as well. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's it. We just need to do our uh, on this day in sports history and our quote of the day, which you have on this day in sports history now. So we're gonna give right. it up to you. All right, so let's begin as on this day, 1926, NFL rules that college students are ineligible until college classes graduates, or I guess graduates. So they, I guess players could not come play for the NFL while they were still in college, I guess, at the time. Wait, what was it again? Say that one more time. I believe it said, it says NFL rules college students ineligible until college classes graduates. Wow. Okay. So I guess college players were still playing in the NFL or trying to play in the NFL while still in college. Uh, Next one is uh, 1932. First Olympic dog sled race at Lake Placid, New York. Nice. Yeah, a unique event. And then, of course, you have opening of the Olympic events, like the fourth Olympic event, the uh, fourth Winter Olympics that happened in Germany in 1936. And then you also had uh, later uh, what this is actually a a tragic one, but is part of uh, those who know soccer Um, on this day, 1958 uh, to 21 uh, people died in a plane crash in Munich for Manchester United. Um, it's it's part of their um, history with the football club. And for those who know soccer, it's uh, very significant, especially, unfortunately, with the rivalry between Liverpool and uh, Manchester oh. United, because they, they, they say stuff like this all the time. And it's just uh, but it's certainly an unfortunate event that happened. Yeah. Oof. Um. On this day, 1958, Ted Williams becomes the highest paid player in the MLB when he resigns with the Boston Red Sox for $135,000. Wow. <laughs> Although back then, that was a lot. That was a lot, yeah. Nowadays, I mean, yeah. that I was going to say Mahomes gets that in like two games. Yeah, I was going to say like... Okay. <laughs> All right. At, on this day, 1967, Muhammad Ali pummels Ernie Terrell for 15 rounds to retain his world heavyweight boxing crown at Houston Astrodome. Regains Terrell's WA belt as well. Interesting. Float like a butterfly thing like a bee. <laughs> and then on this date, 1968, the 10th Winter Olympics opened in uh, Grenoble, France. Interesting. On this day, 1970, the NBA expanded to 18 teams, which included teams in Buffalo, Cleveland, Houston, and Portland. Yeah, Buffalo had a basketball team? Uh, They're the Clippers now, I believe, because I think they started in Buffalo. Okay, I did not know that, actually. Not sure if it's the same Buffalo, though, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, on this date, 1971, American astronaut Alan Shepard is the first to hit a golf ball on the moon. So, did they go to the moon or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say uh, that's one small step for man, but that's one uh, one giant stroke for mankind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, to continue forward. Uh, I mentioned the Pro Bowl, but uh, I'll mention yep. it anyway. 
1983, the Pro Bowl in uh, Aloha Stadium, NFC beat AFC 20-19. to uh, The MVPs included uh, Dan Fouts of the Chargers and John Jefferson of the Packers. Okay. Interesting. And on this date, 1990, groundbreaking begins on the Baltimore Orioles' new $102 million stadium. Camden Yards. Yeah, I believe so. All right, so now uh, NFL Pro Bowl in 1994 at Aloha Stadium. NFC beat AFC 17-3. The MVP of that game was Andre Risen of the Falcons. Never knew that, man. (laughs) Uh, On this date, 1995, MLB outfielder Daryl Strawberry suspended from baseball for 60 days for a positive cocaine test. Supposed to hide that. And then next we have on this date and uh, 2000, another Pro Bowl. NFC beats AFC 51 to 31. The MVP, Randy Moss at the time for the Vikings. Jeez. 51 31. Man. All right. Now we get into uh, on this day with some Super Bowls. It was on this day, 2005, in Super Bowl 39, the New England Patriots beat. The Philadelphia Eagles with Dion Branch winning the MVP. Oh, why did I think that Vinatieri actually won the MVP that year? Because he won it two years before. Well, yeah, I mean, he didn't kick a game-winning kick uh, that time. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, but then this one, 39, I'm, I think it ended with, uh, what is it, McNabb ended up throwing an interception. But the uh, Patriots ended up winning as, you know, Deion Branch ended up winning the MVP. And then wow. how fitting this one on this day, 2011, Super Bowl 45, <laughs> the Green Bay Packers beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 31 to 25. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP and he has not returned to the Super Bowl since. Nope. Several chances. Several, several chances. And of course, as you know, last on this day, 2022 was the last time the Pro Bowl was under its traditional format, and the AFC beat the NFC 41 to 35 with MVPs of Justin Herbs, Herbert and Max Crosby. And that was you know, on this on this day in sports history. Go ahead, Eric. You know, I do. The only time I actually missed it was when Deion Sanders was the coach at one point for NFL Network. That was the only time I was actually kind of interested. No, you're you're talking about you're talking about the one time when uh, he coached against uh, what was it Chris Carter or uh, I think so. Yeah, because they they tried that uh, three years in a row. They had uh, Deion Sanders and uh, Chris Carter get involved, and then one year they had Jerry Rice and Michael Irvin. Yeah, yeah, that was not bad. I mean, it, it still sucked. But. Yeah, I mean. The, they tried, but uh, they they did flag football. They did, they had uh, all the they had a weight challenge. Yeah, the skills challenge where they had the guys pulling the weights, taking the weights off, and then. Uh, but also mentioned there was a report that uh, Miles Garrett uh, dislocated his toe. Um, but then uh, they said the X-rays came back negative. But again, it, it, even when they tried to change it, people are getting hurt. And uh, yeah. Also, what was it? The the best catch event they they tried to sell a lot like the slam dunk contest. It was terrible. I'll just say that right now. <laughs> it, it, it it it's like he could have done so much better with that. 
it just is terrible. It's not interesting to watch. Yeah, but it's also not like you need to fix it. It's just stop doing. It. Yeah, and we'll talk about the NBA All Star Game coming up. But again, that was on this day in sports history. And thank you to onthisday.com for all those facts. All right, so I got the fun part of the quote of the day. And uh, today's quote is by Dr. Stephen Maraboli. Life doesn't get easier or more forgiving. We get stronger and we get more resilient. So uh, that is today's quote of the day. Sometimes uh, from Steve Maraboli, who's a doctor. Life doesn't get easier or more forgiving. We get stronger and more resilient. So uh, hopefully you're not thinking that life is going to be easy because you know what? These trials and tribulations will eventually make you or break you, honestly. And depending on how you answer to it, then that's that's what it's going to do. So that is going to do it for uh, episode 15 of the Midday Man of Sports podcast. Eric Miller alongside Noah Pegler. Uh, we both picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl as Noah's still winning. Wearing that Pat Mahomes jersey, you, uh, you're cheating on your Giants, by the way. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm defending my Giants by not picking those Eagles. Oh, oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Check us out next time. And uh, until next time. <laughs>